0: Good evening, everybody. This is Barry McCloud in Henderson, Nevada. Welcome to our Wednesday night, November the 11th, Wolfpack call. Before, and again, we're excited that you're here. We value your time, and uh, uh, we attempt to work very hard to make these calls uh, worth you being here. Before we start today, I want to just take a second and uh, acknowledge Veterans Day Um we did not have our cold call clinic today because I went to the graveyards and uh, and uh, did a lot of stuff out there. And uh, you know, for all of those people that uh, have served our country, uh, for all of those people that uh, have uh, given their lives for our country, you know, we we this is a very special time to acknowledge that and the sacrifices that have been made so that you and I. Can be on this phone tonight, using our freedom to not only build a business and make a difference in people's lives, but to have the freedom of choice to do that or not to do that. So again, thank you to all of the veterans out there and the and the, the freedoms that we we enjoy. And, and just I can't say enough about uh, thank you. And I hope that all of you uh did something today to acknowledge the veterans and uh, and uh, what this country stands for, and the great freedoms that we have because of the sacrifices made by so many, many people. Okay, let's get going with the call. We're going to do a little bit of training tonight, then I'm going to have my buddy Richard take over, and then we're going to go uh, to some of our other special guests. Um I saw an interesting uh, statistic that I, I copied down. This is from the NIA, which is the National Inflation Association. I get their emails almost every day. And they had a big warning, and uh, I think it was yesterday. It said, and I'm quoting word for word, I wrote it down exactly how they had it. It says, currently the U.S. has a record 11.8 million. Severely rent-burdened households, now let me repeat that, 11.8 million severely rent-burdened households that are spending more than 50% of their income on rent in the U.S. U.S. rent inflation has now exceeded U.S. wage growth for a record 50 consecutive months. Let me repeat that. U.S. rent inflation has now exceeded U.S. wage growth for a record 50 consecutive months. So what does that tell you and me? Not only do we have all these other markets out there that we keep continually talking about, but now we've also got the rent crisis. And why is there so many people renting? because of the great recession when so many people lost their houses and now find themselves in a rent type situation we all know that the the stagnant wage growth is is just absolutely out of control in this country it's 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 horrible you know wages are not going up even social security again announced uh, that uh, for, the, I think, the second or third year in a row, there's not going to be a cost of living raise. What's the answer to that from Eric Worry I quote, this industry that you and I have chosen to be a part of is a $182 billion a year industry. He said that I doubt there's another profession out there that can make that claim. A $182 billion a year industry. So his question was, if it's that big, why are you and I playing so small? That's a profound question that I had to do some soul-searching thinking about after I saw his video. Do you know that, that this industry is this big that Eric Worre's got some kind of a big event coming up a year from now, and he announced today that he's already got 15,000 people that have registered a year in advance. A year in advance, 15,000 people have registered for one of his events. Does that give you some indication about the excitement that's going on in this industry that you and I are a part of? Does that give you an indication of the seriousness of people? Do 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 network marketers that are really after it, they're really really doing their thing. Do we worry about stagnant wage growth in the US economy? No. And one of the best reasons is is because I don't have to go to a boss and ask for a raise. I am my own boss. If I want a raise, I just work a little harder. I just put in a few more phone calls. I talk to a few more people at the mall. We control our own financial destiny. How about the people that are working full-time, and still can't make it. How about the people that are on Social Security? We know they can't make it. You and I have an answer. It's a $182 billion a year industry is what it is. Shame on us if we're not sharing this with everybody. How do we know what kind of a mess our next-door neighbor's in unless we talk to them and ask them? and have a few probing questions. We may have the answer they're looking for. Nine out of ten people that we talk to, we've got an answer for them. There's not one doubt in my mind about that. Let's not play small. This is a huge industry. I was just talking to a friend of mine tonight that that that. I won't go into a lot of her detail, but uh, many years ago, her back was to the wall. Her uh, the the Great Recession had hit. Her husband had lost his job, his company went belly up. Uh, they were about to lose their house, their car, and, and uh, uh, their son. In the middle of all of this, was hooked on drugs. She didn't want to leave the home, and and she got involved in network marketing. Today her organization is doing about $1.5 million a month in business. Tonight she tells me that, that tomorrow she's off on a cruise. When she gets back, she's setting up for her entire organization retreats right here in Las Vegas up at Mount Charleston, and she's got all these elaborate plans, This industry did that for her. You could not have had a a, a tougher situation than what she was facing several years ago. Did she cry and moan and whimper and complain and find excuses? I don't think so. What she did was she got up off the couch, she turned the TV off, she rolled her sleeves up, and she became a maniac on a mission. And today, her and her family are living the lifestyle. And yet, do you know what this lady does every Thursday right here in the Las Vegas Valley? She's down at the flea market helping one of her distributors. Does that give us a clue? Success leaves, just just like failure leaves clues. How many people have you talked to this week so far? I asked myself this question. In fact, I've got another chart here I've started. that I'm, I'm keeping close track of it. We have such a powerful story to tell here. We have such a wonderful company to be proud to be a part of here. You know that our products are life-changing. There's, there's, there's not a doubt in anybody's mind about that. What about let's just really for the finish this year strong. For the next two months, two, two and a half months, let's just really knock it out of the park. We've got great, great opportunities here to share with people, not only for their health, but their finances. And you and I are the key. You and I are the key to all of this. You know the the The, the, the three quotes that I set out, I want to just do a, a brief on each of them. Hopefully, you've all read the quotes in the email. The first one by Henry David Thoreau, he said, Many men go fishing all of their lives without knowing that it is not fish they are after. you got to really stop and think about that statement. It's profound. Do you know what you're really after? Do you know what kind of a difference you really want to make? And you know what? It's okay to want to make a better life for your family. It's okay to want to make a better life for yourself. Because once you get to that point, then you keep going and have the extra to help all those people out there that really, truly, sincerely need to be helped. Network marketing can do that for you and for me. The other quote by Jim Rohn, one of Richard Burnett's favorite people, poor thinking habits keep most people poor. Let me repeat, poor thinking habits keep most people poor. You know that on these Wolfpack training calls on Wednesday night, that is our underlying theme. It's been that way for years, and it will be that way for years to come. We talk about consciousness. We talk about changing your thinking patterns. And why do we do that continually? Because I know it works. We have proven it in the sports field. We've proven it in the business field. We've proven it in the life field. It really works. The other one by Benjamin Franklin, as I understand it, he was a pretty wise man. He said, an investment in knowledge pays the best interest. An investment in knowledge pays the best interest. When Richard Burnett did that training for us, and how many times on on the Wolfpack call have you heard us talk about, go get a positive motivational book and read it, devour it, use it, apply it. And when you're done with that one, go get another one. You are, as Stephen Covey said, sharpening the saw, sharpening the axe. This profession, and yes, it is a profession, $182 billion a year profession, by the way. If you're standing still, you're not going to make it. You have got to be advancing forward, and you have got to, at the same time, have a dual role, advancing your skill level. And what's the reward? The reward is the more you you improve your skill level and your consciousness, your thinking patterns, the better you're going to be, and the more people we will end up helping and making a difference in their lives. You know, I uh, w- one last thing. I saw John Maxwell. Uh, 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 I love that guy's books. He's written a lot of them. Very good, very good. He said the other day on a, a video I was watching, he said we all want results in our life, but are we working hard enough and smart enough to create those results? And that's a question that you and I have to answer for ourselves. But luckily, you know, our, our motto at the last January on this Wolfpack call, Richard Johnson said, this is the year of no excuses. And guess what? We're still saying that. And we've got a chance now the next two and a half months. I know holidays are coming, but we can kick this in the rear and finish strong. That's the true mark of a champion, finish strong, coming down the home stretch. maniac on a mission. What are we going to do? How are we going to make a difference these last two and a half months? Because we want to build momentum going into January. Second week of January, it always breaks loose in this industry. It has for 40 years. I don't think it's going to change but you don't want to start January flat-footed. And the only way we make a difference in this industry is by putting our hand out and helping somebody. What a wonderful way to make a living. What a wonderful way to, to get your paycheck and take it to the bank knowing that we haven't screwed anybody, we haven't messed over anybody. All we've been doing is good, and it comes back to us. Ah, I love it. I love this business. I love this industry. I love the success stories that happen here. It's up to us. If we want it bad enough, we'll create it. Let's go do it together. Thank you. Uh, That is all for Barry. I'm going to go to my buddy, Richard, my partner in this call. All right, Richard, you take the mic, buddy. It's all yours.
1: Well, you know, I didn't know what I was going to talk about, (laughs) and then I got in some, you know, really bad traffic. I actually barely got home. I missed the five minutes of this call, and I was yelling a little bit in the car, you know. I was yelling about how... Great is it that I only have to do this every once in a while. How great is it that I don't fight this traffic every day back and forth to work. How great is it that I work from home. My wife is here. You know, it's I didn't even have time to get back in my sweats. Normally I'd be in my sweats. But, you know, there are so many great things about being in business for yourself and being in this business of network marketing. You know, on some of the three-way calls today, I, I knocked down some notes. I had a couple of new people and, you know, it, it always kind of starts out the same way. You know, how do I get started? Well, it's pretty simple. You know, this isn't like going to medical school. There's a handful of things you've got to learn how to do. And, and these are things that anyone can do anyone, I swear. I see it all the time. It's not that hard, but you've got to do them, and you really can't skip a bunch of steps. There's been a lot of people doing this for a lot of time, and they kind of got it down to a science, and Eric Worre, if you're not following him and watching his videos, you know, you need to. He's the ultimate crusader for network marketing in general. He's a great guy. But the main reason I'm in network marketing, the main reason most people work, it's not just the basic bills. Of course, I got to put a roof over the head and put on a cable and a car in a driveway like everybody else. But I'm doing this to leave a legacy behind for my family so that maybe they won't have to work as hard as I did most of my life. You know, know your Why Hey, I want a boat. I live really close to a gigantic lake here, backed up behind a huge dam. I used to have a sailboat and a power boat. I have neither. I would like one or the other. I'd really like to get back on the water again. That's why I do this. I need more money. I can't buy you one of those boats unless you have extra money. extra money. That's the money that's left over after you pay all your bills and put some savings away. Then you buy a boat, a Jeep, a trailer house, all that stuff. So get excited. Get your list out. Start with the list. And for and for most of us on the call, I'm kind of like Barry. I've been redoing things this month. Um, I started redoing my list. So if you haven't made your list or looked at your list in a while, redo that for the beginner Start with that list. there's a couple of different kinds of lists. you know the first one, the top one I put on it is, you know who do you want to work with? Who do I want to work with? These are the people you'd like to be around and talking to every day. These are those people, the people that keep you pumped up, the people that keep me excited, you know that's the kind of people you start with. Not some people you think, well, they might be pretty good at this, but the guy's kind of a jerk. Forget that guy. Don't take him off your list, but he's not on the top of the list with that, I'd love to work with that guy list or gal. Don't prejudge. Don't do that. Don't go, wow, that guy's a doctor. He's a lawyer. He's rich. He's this and that. He won't want to talk to me. You'd be surprised. Like Barry said earlier, you don't know the situation. I don't know what's going on with my neighbors next door. They say hi and smile when they get in their car. I hear them yelling in the backyard now and then. You know, I don't know what's going on in their life. Maybe one of them just lost a job. So I brought it up. They showed no interest. It was an awkward moment for me, but I actually brought it up to them anyway. Not in the beginning, not the first time we were talking. Got to look for some of those spots. You know there's a time and a place so what do you say okay you got your list you got some stuff here you know but you need an icebreaker you need to say something when I'm doing it myself I've usually I've got a couple of email links ready to go but you know if this is somebody high on the list somebody that you know you kind of look up to somebody you're really hoping would get in business with you, go for them first so the people I look up to, I'd say, Barry, I've admired you. I've respected you. I know you got a lot of business in. You've been around network marketing all these years. Could you do me a favor? I know Barry would say yes. Can you take a look at something for me and give me a, give me your opinion? This looks pretty darn good to me, but there might be something that I didn't notice. Could you look at it for me and could you do it right away? You know, can I get back to you tomorrow? Can I send you this email? Will you have a chance in twenty four hours to check it out? Uh, I don't even want to really get into the dream stealers. The dream stealers I, I think ruin more people's dream than anyone. And and they're the person that the new distributor from things that I've read, the average new distributor contacts three people and quits. They usually contact one of those people they look up to. They poo-hoo the whole thing. They might even say, what? What is that, one of those pyramid things? And the air just leaks out. You're deflated. So now you're going, well, Richard told me to call. I'm pretty well pumped up again. I'm going to call the next person. They're not interested either. They've been in network marketing before. Hey, that doesn't work. I was in three companies. I never made any money. What makes you think you're going to make money? Why, why do the new distributors listen to people who have no idea what they're talking about? Matter of fact, Napoleon Hill did a 25-year study on the wealthiest people in the world, tried to figure out what was the formula. Why are these people all so successful? The reason people fail in business is they listen to well-meaning. Well-meaning, nobody's doing this for spite usually, friends and relatives who become self-appointed experts about something they know nothing about. Everybody will tell you about that friend who lost money in something. Could they tell you specifically how they lost the money? Probably not. Maybe somebody signed up to a company, didn't do anything, and looks at that as a loss. That's horrible. That's how we get a bad name in this network marketing profession. So don't let people who don't know about your business tell you how to do your business. Um, goals, you know, you, you've got to have goals. This isn't going to work if you're not trying to get somewhere. Back to that why. You've got to write your goals down, too, you know. A goal that's not written down. You, you don't think about it I've got a goal sheet I've got a dream sheet you know I can look up and look at that little powerboat that had scoot around old Lake Mead really nice so you, you've got to have some goals you've got to know why you're doing this and don't quit I'm gonna finish it with that seriously don't quit you know if you bought and I told this story before I'll tell a short version You know, I've started brick-and-mortar businesses, and one of them I started with a whole lot of money. It took a lot of money to get started. I had to hire a lawyer. I had to hire a contractor to do a build-out. Insurances, all these things, payroll, CPA, things that I didn't know anything about. I didn't even know I needed all those things when I first started the business. Two months in, I'm losing three grand a month. I'm sick to my stomach. I can't sleep. I can barely eat. I'm going, my gosh, my dream. I don't understand what's happening. Why aren't the people coming in here? I took out an ad in the paper. What's going on? I put a bunch of money in a radio ad. Nobody's showing up. Did I quit? Did I go, oh, well, I guess I'll just quit and go home. This doesn't work now. Of course I didn't. Of course I didn't. I tried different ads. I put them in a different paper. I tried everything. I got lucky and I found a Boy Scout troop that were willing to go put flyers on every door in my zip code area. That was a major turnaround. The point being, you can't fail until you quit. Don't sign up in our company. Don't make three calls and then go, this isn't working. What, don't sell yourself short. Make your goals realistic. You know, make it short-term goals. Don't make your goal, I'm signing 20 people up this month. Don't do it. Even if you can do it, don't make that your goal. It's too darn big. How about making a goal, I'm going to sign up a person before the end of the month. And if you sign them up before the end of the week, new goal. i got time to sign another one up before the end of the month. Making smaller goals that you can accomplish so you can feel good and go, hey, I'm on my way. Don't just write down, I need 20 people, and they all need five because I need 10 grand the first month. Realistic goals. Set some realistic goals. Part of your plan, your why, your goals, your list. You know, the guy was telling me today, you know on, a contractor, he's a contractor. He said, You know, I can't just show up in front of the empty lot and think I can build a house. We have blueprints. Everything is wrote down. There's a specific order of how you build a house. You can't put a roof on if there's no walls. They can't put electricity in the walls and plumbing in the walls if there's you know no walls. There has to be a foundation first. The ground has to be level. There's an there's an order to how you do things. There's an order to for most of the ways we do this. None of it's hard, but be realistic, get help. I'm gonna finish it with this. If you're not doing as well as you'd like, my first, first thing would be start spending more time doing whatever you're doing. The second thing is call one of the leaders up. Let's take a look at your plan. Let's see where the holes are in your plan. You might have a great plan and we can just do it a little better or make it a little easier for you but don't quit don't quit i I guarantee you can do this we can all do this wow
0: great stuff richard I, i was just sitting here smiling thinking uh uh you know richard started off talking about he got stuck in traffic which is very frustrating uh but obviously, he turned it around because he came in fired up. You could hear, you could hear the fire in your voice. So, thank you everybody for being here tonight. We appreciate you a lot and we are making a difference.